0: Chapter 35, Spiritual Gifts, Volume 1, published in 1858. We're now getting to future prophecies. This chapter is titled The Third Message Closed, and this is looking forward to the future. I was pointed down to the time when the third angel's message was closing. The power of God had rested upon his people. They had accomplished their work and were prepared for the trying hour before them. They had received the latter rain or refreshing from the presence of the Lord, and the living testimony had been revived. The last great warning had sounded everywhere, and it had stirred up and enraged the inhabitants of earth who would not receive the message. What is it about that message um, that people don't want to receive? Personally, I'm going to guess, but I think that it's, number one, um, the law of God, including the Sabbath, And that our righteousness is is the righteousness of Christ that's applied to us by faith. It's not that we have we're righteous because we have faith. It's the righteousness of Christ. I'm thinking those two little areas. I can't imagine what else it would be, but um, I'm going to continue on reading. But people are not they're going to reject it. I'll just say that we just read that it's a prophecy. I saw angels hurrying to and fro in heaven. An angel returned from the earth with a writer's inkhorn by his side and reported to Jesus that his work was done, that the saints were numbered and sealed. Then I saw Jesus who had been ministering before the ark containing the 10 commandments, throw down the censer. He raised his hands upward and with a loud voice said, it is done. And all the angelic hosts laid off their crowns as Jesus made the solemn declaration, he that is unjust, let him be unjust still. And he which is filthy, let him be filthy still. And he that is righteous, let him be righteous still. And he that is holy, let him be holy still. It sounds like we're being, that's a sealing, doesn't it? It sounds like Jesus pronouncing that no more changing. You're you're secure, you've been tested, and you're sealed now. And uh, of course, if you're unjust or filthy or Unholy, it's going to be too late. You won't be able to change anything. I think it's a good place to say uh, God will provide for you and work with you as long as you are not at enmity with Him in an open rebellion. Because we're going to grow throughout eternity. And the most important thing is not whether you know how to fake your way through keeping this or keeping that, uh, but whether your heart is right with God. So so that you can be trusted to do whatever he tells you to do So let's see I'm going to continue reading I saw angels hurrying to and fro in heaven oh wait I already read that and all the angelic hosts laid off their crowns as Jesus made the solemn declaration he that is holy let him be holy still I saw that every case was then decided for life or death Jesus had blotted out the sins of his people he had received his kingdom And the atonement had been made for the subject of his kingdom. While Jesus had been ministering in the sanctuary, the judgments had been going on for the righteous dead and then for the righteous living." I just want to say here that there are people who believe that it was all done at the cross and therefore there's no point of a future judgment. And I think they also usually also believe that we are immortal souls and so that If you're evil, then when you die, you go to hell and that's where you stay. Or if you're righteous, then you go to heaven and that's where you stay. Which, if you think about that, it's kind of unfair to think like that because then people don't get uh, the reward according to their works. Some boy could have stolen a loaf of bread and and he'd be in hell a million years longer or a thousand years, six thousand years longer than, or five, whatever it is, longer than uh, somebody who was cannibalistic or murdered somebody and so that's not right and God is righteous altogether and he um, he keeps the books people are resting in their graves you know people some people believed Satan Satan said you won't die but you'll become as God and be a spirit and be in heaven that's basically what Satan told Eve so we don't believe Satan we believe God he said you will die and that Jesus said that death is asleep so we believe Jesus and when the time comes, everybody will receive their their um, executive judgment. Uh, but um, the investigative judgment had, had to happen before Jesus came, and that only is for the people who claim to be Christians. They're the only ones whose names are being investigated during investigative judgment because the other ones will be decided by God's saved people. When Jesus comes and takes us home to heaven, we'll have a thousand years to go over the records of those who were lost and assign the proper punishments to them. And then when they're raised again at the end of the thousand years, then everybody receives their appropriate punishments and they will only burn as long as their sentence um, dictates. And then there'll be ashes under our feet, according to Malachi. I know that's kind of a lot, but I don't want to just read this without putting that in there. So, um, While Jesus had been ministering in the sanctuary, the judgment had been going on for the righteous dead, and then for the righteous living. The subjects of the kingdom were made up. The marriage of the Lamb was finished, and the kingdom and the greatness of the kingdom under the whole heaven was given to Jesus, and the heirs of salvation, and Jesus was to reign as King of kings and Lord of lords. And of course, you know the parables Jesus gave of the bridegroom going to receive his bride, and the the landowner going away to receive his kingdom and all of those have to do with um, what happened, the end time events so as Jesus moved out of the most holy place I heard the tinkling of the bells upon his garment and as he left a cloud of darkness covered the inhabitants of the earth there was then no mediator between guilty man and an offended god why because Jesus wasn't there in the most holy place anymore mediating for us he was coming to get his children So, while Jesus had been standing between God and guilty man, a restraint was upon the people. But when Jesus stepped out from between man and the Father, the restraint was removed and Satan had the control of man. It was impossible for the plagues to be poured out while Jesus officiated in the sanctuary. But as his work there is finished, as his intercession closes, there's nothing to stay the wrath of God. And it breaks with fury upon the shelterless head of the guilty sinner. They're shelterless because they did not take the shelter that God offered. Who has slighted salvation and hated reproof? They slighted salvation and hated reproof. They have no shelter. The saints in that fearful time, after the close of Jesus' mediation, were living in the sight of a holy God without an intercessor. Every case was decided, every jewel numbered. But remember what Jesus said, he who is holy, let him be holy still. He who is righteous, let him be righteous still. Jesus sealed us. will be safe through that time. Every case was decided. Every jewel numbered. Jesus tarried a moment in the outer apartment of the heavenly sanctuary and the sins which had been confessed while he was in the most holy place. He placed back upon the originator of sin, the devil. He must suffer the punishment of those sins which he caused people to commit. Hmm. Um... Then I saw Jesus, let, see, Satan did not die for anybody's sins. He's just going to die because of the sins that he committed and caused people to commit. He's not going to save anybody by his death or punishment. Then I saw Jesus lay off his priestly attire and clothe himself with his most kingly robes. Upon his head were many crowns, a crown within a crown, and surrounded by the angelic host, he left heaven. The plagues were falling upon the inhabitants of the earth. Some were denouncing God and cursing him. Others rushed to the people of God and begged to be taught how they should escape the judgments of God, but the saints had nothing for them. The last tear for sinners had been shed. The last agonizing prayer offered. The last burden had been borne. The sweet voice of mercy was no more to invite them. The last note of warning had been given. When the saints and all heaven were interested for their salvation, they had no interest for themselves. Life and death had been set before them. Many desired life, but did not make any effort to obtain it. They did not choose life, and now there was no atoning blood to cleanse the sinner. No compassionate Savior to plead for them and cry. Spare, spare the sinner a little longer. All heaven had united with Jesus as they heard the fearful words, It's done, it's finished. The plan of salvation had been accomplished but few had chosen to accept the plan. And as mercy's sweet voice died away, a fearfulness and horror seized them. With horror, terrible distinctness, they hear too late, too late. Those who had not prized God's word were hurrying to and fro. They wandered from sea to sea and from north to the east to seek the word of God, said the angel, they shall not find it. There's a famine in the land, not a famine of bread nor a thirst for water, but of hearing the words of the Lord. What would they not give for one word of approval from God? But no, they must hunger and thirst on. Day after day have they slighted salvation and prized earthly treasures and earthly riches higher than any heavenly inducement and treasure. They have rejected Jesus and despised his saints. The filthy must remain filthy forever. A great portion of the wicked were greatly enraged as they suffered the effects of the plagues. It was a scene of fearful agony Parents were bitterly reproaching their children, and children reproaching their parents. Brothers and sisters, sisters their brothers, loud wailing cries were heard in every direction, it was you who kept me from receiving the truth, which would have saved me from this awful hour. The people turned upon the ministers with bitter hate and reproached them, telling them, you have not warned us, you told us all the world was to be converted, and cried, Peace, peace, to quiet every fear that was aroused. You have not told us of this hour. And those who warned us of it, you said, were fanatics and evil men who would ruin us. But the ministers I saw did not escape the wrath of God. Their sufferings were tenfold greater than their people's. So don't let your pastor tell you what the truth is. Search it out for yourself. And what the Bible says is truth. Trust God. He's not lying to you when what he says in his word. The Lord does not lie. Dear Jesus, Lord, I pray for those who are here with me today and for those who will hear this in the future. I pray for your people around the world. Help us, Lord, to be the witness we need to be to try to save as many as possible from the horrifying, sudden surprise that's going to come upon all the world. Thank you, Jesus. In your name we pray. Amen. Thank you for joining me. I'll see you tomorrow. We only have five chapters left of this book. Tomorrow morning it's the time of Jacob's trouble. We'll talk about what that is. Bye-bye.